Welcome to the Real Sassy Fit Girls Podcast. We're your hosts, Mara Rutger and Lisa Bowden. Inside this podcast, you can expect the ultimate girls' night in where we will help you align fitness and life so that you can finally be fucking happy. Now, you get comfy and let's get real. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Real Sassy Fit Girls. This is Lisa and we've got Mara here. Hello. And today's topic for our podcast is going to be a little bit different. Um, We want to start covering a topic that um, makes a lot of people uncomfortable, that doesn't get talked about enough, but is something that every woman has struggled with in some way, whether it's confidence, whether it's performance, whatever it is. So today we're going to just kind of dip our toes in the topic of sex. So very, very exciting. Woo! <laughs> the, the thing I keep thinking about is, let's talk about sex, baby. Yeah. Let's talk about you and me. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man, we should have that playing in the background. I know. If I would have thought about that, I would have totally, <laughs> totally played it. But that's okay. Y'all can Everyone sing it in your head. The song. <laughs> yes, exactly. Everyone knows the song. But this is just a topic that... Mara and I feel doesn't get talked about enough, Um, but it is something that, like, it was weird. A couple weeks ago, I just had two, like, in-person training clients, not even online clients, come to me and start talking about, like, some issues that were going on in their relationship. It wasn't even during a training session. Like, they literally, literally just came into my office and they were like, I need to talk to you about something. And that's literally what it was about was both of them. It was like two days apart. It was so weird. And it just like made me realize like this is something we all struggle with. And it's something that's really hard to talk about. Like where do you go to talk about if you're going through a dry spell or, you know, whatever. Who can you go talk to? Right. Yeah. I mean, think about that right now too. You know, I'm being – who who in my life do I feel comfortable or would I want to go talk to – Mm-hmm. about that. Like if I was, if I was having, you know, you want to, sometimes you want to vent about something that happened or your, or if your partner is, you know, being kind of a D bag sometimes, like, <laughs> or something weird happens when you have sex and you're like, is that supposed to happen? Like, has this ever right. happened to you before? Like, what, you know, is this normal? <laughs> like, do I need right. to go to the doctor or, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's extreme, but it's so, so, so true. And like, I would challenge everyone actually right now to think about, you know, how many people can you count like that you would feel comfortable going and talking to about sex? Right. And I feel like the number would surprise us. Cause I think even my number surprises me a little bit too, as open and like confident as I am talking about it. I think mm-hmm. it still, it still surprises me a little bit. I think there's like a fear behind it. Like we're scared that people are going to judge us or think we're weird. Like maybe you're into like some intense shit and you're scared to talk about that with people because you don't know if they're going to think of you as a different person if they find out you like whips and chains or like, let's just be straight out. Maybe you like anal and that's something you're like, I don't want to tell people that because I don't want them to judge me. So I think there's just a lot of fear behind talking about it. Um, but I feel like if we start to normalize it more and get more comfortable with it, it's something that we can talk about and connect with and, you know, build your confidence and just improve your life. Well, sex is like so natural. 
you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and like, I, I know throughout this, this podcast and we talk more about it, like Lisa and I are going to share more of our own stories and things like that and our own experiences. But like, you know, it's such a natural thing. And I, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shame behind it. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of like, um, comparison, I think mm-hmm. as well. And so I think a lot of those things, at least those things for me were things that would hold me back from being open and talking about it with my friends right. or, you know, open and even talking about it with my partner, you know, with my mm-hmm. husband. And so I, I, it's such a natural thing. And it's like, right. why this is like a primal instinct. Like we legit <laughs> all do. We right. all want to do it. Exactly. We all, we all do it. I shouldn't say all of us. Most of us do it. Um, most of us want to do it because we like it and because it feels good. So like, why are we not being more open and comfortable about talking about things we like? Like I like going to the beach. I like, (laughs) I like drinking coffee. Like I like eating donuts. I don't feel shameful talking about those things. Like, so why do I feel or why did I feel shameful talking about something that I really enjoy, like having sex, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think it. part of it is the times, you know? Like 50 years ago, it was – and I'm not saying this is anything against religion because I am a religious person, but obviously um, religion has kind of stopped us from talking about certain things or keeping things behind closed doors. And I feel like over the last 50, 60 years – um, we've become just a lot more open. So I feel like now we have the opportunity to really talk about it and be like, what are you into? Oh, I've never tried that. Maybe I should, you know, getting tips and advice and how to make it better or just being like, I don't know what I'm doing or what can I do better? And I think we're moving towards that time of being able to talk about it more. We just kind of have to jump in and do it. Totally. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of funny that you that you say that because I think of I was actually thinking of it in terms of like I feel as though you know in history right like mm-hmm. you think of like back in the twenties that was like during the flappers right and they right. Were, I feel like like sex was like that it, it was like very open and mm-hmm. well I mm-hmm. shouldn't say within society but like that specific like type of person or lifestyle yeah Yeah. it was like the jazz era like people were smoking pot they were talking about sex like yeah it was kind of like the cutting edge part of society yeah and then that like got suppressed for whatever reason I guess I'd be Mm -hmm. interested to maybe research a little more on that but it was you know I feel like it was kind of you know suppressed a little bit and then Mm -hmm. into like the 50s and 60s I don't think it, it was you know it wasn't as much like of a thing and then you get to like the 70s where it's like you know the hippie era and like mm-hmm. people have freaking key parties where they're just <laughs> having orgies all the time and going home with random people like you know yeah. more power to you if that's your thing but like and then after that there was like a shift where then it kind of became like more of like a taboo thing that we don't talk about and it so surprises me I know it's becoming more and more common to talk about sex these days um with this whole body body positivity movement Mm -hmm. um you know I think that people are talking more about sex but I don't know if they're talking about it in the right way because like in marketing right? There's three Mm -hmm. things that sell money, sex, and weight loss, right? And so when you think about it in that perspective, people are using sex. I don't want to say as a weapon because that's not right, but like they're using it as like this, this pawn, 
you know, to, to like sell you things in, in the service industry. And Mm -hmm. that's like not the right way to go about like talking more about sex. Cause I feel like that actually makes normal women like us feel less confident and less comfortable talking about it in our own lives because we're seeing all of this, you know, marketing and advertising in, uh, for, you know, products and things like that. And that, oh, like this is going to make you sexy or you need to be sexy to, to have this or to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that, again, just it, it feeds into the whole comparison of right. like, I'm not good enough. I don't look like that. So I can't be sexy or I can't, you know, show up confidently for my partner. Right. And like one thing that I think it's so interesting that like, I feel like there's two worlds to it. There's like the mainstream like porn kind of look that they promote of like I know I'm not offending anybody so if you're getting offended I'm sorry it's not it's on you not on me but like there's that whole like blonde big boobed kind of like persona like you're Pamela Anderson. And then on the other side nowadays is more of that like I don't know what you'd say like the hip hop the rap era of like big asses and all that stuff. And I feel like nowadays it's like, you got to be one or the other in order to be sexy. And that's what they advertise is like, you want to be sexy. Well, you need to do this or you need to do this. And there's no like middle ground for like everyday women, like you and me to kind of be like, why can't we just be this way and be sexy, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it makes us compare ourselves in the bedroom Um, And it makes it hard to really just feel comfortable and and confident. And that's why I love the body positivity movement. But I also feel like it's gone a little extreme. And I know that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about sex. So we'll get back to that. (laughs) No, it's it's okay. Because I feel as we were talking about before we hit record today, we were discussing that concept that the that sex and body positivity are very closely linked. They're super mm-hmm. they're super connected, you know, and becoming more body positive and becoming more comfortable in your own skin and loving yourself where you are right now. Like that, you know, so what what are you gonna say? Oh, you know, yeah, I'll be happy when I lose that weight. Okay. You know, no, be happy now. And right. obviously like working through the steps to get there. But it's also like the same concept. It sounds silly to say, oh, well, I'll just have really good sex or I'll, I'll have sex with my partner when when I feel good about myself when I lose that weight. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I get it. I've been there. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've struggled with the, you know, ups and downs of, of your confidence and the ups and downs of loving your body. And that directly affects like how I show up mm-hmm. with my husband. You know, I yeah. am not in the in the mood as often. It's not easy to like feel sexy and feel, you know, in your, in your element when, when you're too focused on like, oh, I have rolls here. I'm feeling bloated today or of cellulite, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, and it's interesting. One thing that like just was a light bulb moment for me. So JJ is totally an ass man. Um, and I don't have a big chest. So a lot of times I would just leave my bra on probably cause I'm lazy to be honest with you. Not because like I didn't want to take it off, but probably <laughs> just cause I'm, I was too fucking lazy to just take it off or like he didn't end up taking it off. So I was like, fine, we'll just leave it on. It's whatever. And I asked him one day, I was like, so what can I do to like make it better? What would you like? And he was like, if you took your damn bra off and I was like, oh, I didn't even think you would care because, like, you're an ass man and, like, 
I don't have like big porn star boobs. And he's like, no, I'd enjoy that more if you took your bra off. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but I Dang. think we, we just kind of like forget or like we assume that because I don't look this way, like they may not want to see that part of me or they may not want to see me. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. I relate to that completely. <laughs> like I, and literally this is so funny that you said that because I was having this conversation with um, Jesse the other day and we were kind of talking a little bit about how, you know, like even though, okay, so like we've been, we've been together for like 10 years and mm-hmm. we've been having sex for like 10 years. So like, <laughs> we've been together for a really long time. And you know, like I, there's times where I still, you, you'd think after 10 years, you wouldn't feel, you know, self-conscious in front of somebody, but like, there are mm-hmm. so many times I still feel that way. And we were talking about boobs, exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> and there are times where I find myself not wanting to take off my shirt or not wanting to take off my bra because I'm self-conscious about my boobs after breastfeeding. And like, they mm-hmm. just don't look the same. We've, we've talked about my boobs on this podcast before. I'm sure we'll <laughs> yes, talk we about have. them again. <laughs> But they're just not the same as when I was before I was breastfeeding and before I was pregnant. And so like that for me, it, it's hard. And that comes from like my, from myself, you know, and then like mm-hmm. kind of, I'm not saying like, you need to go and tell your spouse or your partner, all of your insecurities. But like, I opened that conversation just like you did, but it had, it was like coming from a different place. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you were like, Oh, I just thought that he didn't really care about my boobs because I, you know, he's an ass guy and he really likes butts, you know? Exactly. And so for me, it was like, Oh, well, I don't want to show them off because I feel self-conscious. So then I'm thinking about what are my boobs looking like all the time while we're, mm-hmm. you know, fooling around or having sex. Right. And I brought that up to him and you know, he, he obviously was like, I love your boobs. I, you know, I think they're amazing and I want to see them, you know? So mm-hmm. it was the same thing. Like it totally, if we didn't have that conversation, if you and JJ didn't, JJ didn't have that conversation, like you would still not be showing your boobs and I wouldn't be either. <laughs> and like, you know, it's just, yeah. it, it like it changes things when you feel like, Oh, they want this. Yeah. It makes you like, oh, okay. Well, then I feel more comfortable doing this because I know they want this. Exactly. Like they're not looking at – and we're totally like – we're getting our husbands on this podcast. I know we, we are about that before. <laughs> I've actually gotten some great feedback from a couple people that listen that were like, I can't wait to listen to your husbands on the podcast. So we better start talking to them and getting them warmed up to the idea. Um, yeah. And then we can, we can get them on here. And know mm-hmm. we, we definitely have to do that before, uh, before JJ leaves in July. So yeah. But Definitely. I think that'd be so fun because, like, we – I mean, I've talked plenty with Jesse about this, and I'm mm-hmm. fairly confident you've talked with JJ enough about it too where it's, like, we know that they don't see the roles. We know that they don't see the, the you know, stretch marks and all of that stuff. It's, like, those things that we see and we highlight, and, like, they're just, right. like, oh, naked girl. like <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I think one thing, too, that, like, really – so. Mar and I both listen to another podcast called Soul in the Raw, and it's an amazing podcast. They talk about like like feminine masculine energy and all kinds of things like that. But there was one topic that they brought up. They went to they went on vacation to Mexico together with like Oh my god, that um, episode was one of my yeah. favorite episodes. So good. And they went on vacation with I can't remember the other girl's name, but she's like a Bianca. Sex, Bianca. And she's yep. like a sex coach kind of, right? something like that. Yep. She is. And they uh, talked about how 
they were getting more comfortable with their bodies. And like, of course, they send their significant others, their significant other and husbands like sexy selfies and things like that. But this trip, Bianca had told them to like literally like take pictures of their vaginas like and send it to their spouses. And like listening to the episode, I was just like, and hearing them talk about the struggle with that and like how uncomfortable it makes you because I, I don't know any woman, honestly, that's going to like, I'm just going to take a picture of my open pussy and send it to my spouse. Like that's an intense, like very intimate thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. But um, after listening to that episode and then they did it and how it made them feel and like how empowered they felt. I was, I actually like just brought it up with JJ and I was like, so I was listening to this podcast and they brought this up and I was like, how would you feel if you just randomly got, and he was like, it would be like birth. It'd be like my birthday. Like it would be like the best (laughs) thing ever. And I'm like, really like a picture like that would really excite you. And he was like, yeah, it would. He's like, I appreciate that more than like JJ's not a lingerie man. He just rather you be naked, ready to go. So it was that same type of thing. Like, I don't want a picture that's going to, like, tease me. I'd rather just see the goods. And I was, like, blown away. Like, because women, I don't know. Raise your hand, women. Obviously, we can't see you. Do you like getting dick pics? Like, I'd say most of us (laughs) say no, right? Right? We'd rather have, like, some sexy, like, little teaser photo. But apparently, well, at least JJ, he just wants the goods. So that was another thing that just, like, I feel like the more you talk to them and just ask them questions and be like, how do you feel about this? Or what do you think about this? The more you can really learn like, like how open they are, what they really like, or, you know, what they want. And it's just very eye opening because men and women, in my opinion, don't want the same thing. Oh, hands down, hands down. And I think that that also creates like a little bit of conflict and a little bit of mm-hmm. like resistance and pushback. Cause like, I think about, I, I was kind of just thinking like, okay, how, like what would be some steps that we could give, you know? I mean, I know we <laughs> wanted this to be more of like a free flow conversation, which it has been. And then this is awesome and I'm loving it, but I saw an opportunity to be like, okay, so let's say someone's sitting here listening and they're thinking, okay, Mara, okay, Lisa, I need to be, you know, I need to be more open and talk with my significant other, but mm-hmm. I'm too, I'm scared. Like, I don't know where to start. It makes me uncomfortable. How do I do that? So like, uh, how, I mean, have you always felt like you've been open with JJ about that stuff? Or was there a time where you weren't and then you kind of got that courage or, you know what I mean? Like, I think there, that would be really cool to talk about. There was definitely a time. So I, growing up, I was very concerned conservative. Like, honestly, I had sex really young, which I shouldn't have done. But anyways, that's a whole nother topic. But um, I have only been with a couple people. I've always been very conservative. I've never had a one night stand. JJ was actually meant to be a one night stand. And then look how that turned out. But, oh my God, um, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. need to hear that story at some point <laughs> or another too. Yeah. But I was very uncomfortable and like, I think embarrassed because I wasn't experienced. Like I've been, I'd been with a couple people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put this out there. Every guy that I've been with before JJ, I took their virginity. So it's not like I had a ton of experience. I didn't like try you're out. There, out you're out there collecting all these V cards, Lisa. <laughs> Dang, we're learning so much about you. <laughs> but it was like uncomfortable and like, cause I wasn't experienced and I didn't want him to 
like look at me like I was, you know, I, it sounds weird, but like a kid, like I didn't know what I was doing. That, right. I like was you really were worried. And you didn't have experience. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. So that meant I wasn't going to be good and things like that. So for, I struggled a long time with just talking to him about it. He's very open about it. Um, but I think what got me comfortable was just asking questions of like things that I was interested in, not being like, do you want to try this? But just being like, how do you feel about this? Or like, would you ever do this? Or, you know, just kind of seeing what his boundaries were, what he's into, or that made me feel more comfortable. Because again, like I said, men and women think very differently. So I had these assumptions in my head that like, oh, he'd never want to do that. Or I'm not sexy enough to do that. But then I talked to him about it. And it, you know, I learned that is something he wants to do, or that is something that he'd like, or, you know, things like that. So it took me a while, I would say, personally, find a very like small, not super like taboo topic, like I probably wouldn't start off talking about like, I don't even know, like a sex swing or something like that. But maybe something simple, like a position you've been interested in trying. Um, or even like adding a toy or whatever it is, and just bring it up casually, you know, not mm-hmm. in bed, but just being like, hey, so I was, you know, I was just thinking about how would you feel if we brought like a vibrator into the bed with us, you know, just something simple like that. And just kind of seeing how they respond and just making it like a casual conversation, no pressure, not saying this is something we have to do, but having a casual conversation about it. Absolutely. I think that is a huge key component because any conversation that Jesse and I have ever had in the bedroom about something like this typically has not gone the way that I had hoped or that I had planned. And it was because mm-hmm. like sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's okay to be like, you know, to, to ask a question like during, obviously you want to make sure everyone's comfortable and then and feeling mm-hmm. okay, liking what you're doing. <laughs> but like, when you want to have some of these more open or, you know, hard conversations sometimes, because sometimes they can be hard conversations. You are already very, very vulnerable when you are naked and when you are in the middle of fooling around or whatever you're doing. And so Mm -hmm. I definitely know that like talking about these things, talking about sex, talking about, you know, what do you like? What do you dislike? You know, like you said, adding toys, whatever it is, whatever you want to talk about, doing it completely out of the element of sex. So like, Mm -hmm. whether it's like, you're gonna, you know, and and if you're uncomfortable bringing it up in, in person, because that was me, I had such a hard time talking about it face to face, because I would get so uncomfortable. I had so much I, I definitely like, I'll totally piggyback on you as well. I, you know, grew up like, I won't say conservative, but I did. I like didn't have sex until I was like 20 years old. And so, um, I mean, I definitely fooled around with plenty of people before that, but like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so in a sense, like I kind of relate to you in the way of like feeling like inexperienced and I just Mm -hmm. never like, I talked to like my girlfriends about sex, but it was, they were telling me about the sex they were having. I wasn't doing it. So like Uh I was hearing all these stories and I was like, having all these comparisons. I was building this up in my head. And so finally, um, I, and I obviously like don't want to throw anyone under the bus in terms of like talking about experiences, but like, I was never like asked what I liked or what I wanted until I was with Jesse. 
Like mm-hmm. it was always about the guy and what they wanted and they right. got what they wanted and they didn't really care what I wanted or if I got what I wanted. And so Jesse was like the first guy to actually care about that and, and, you know, ask me. And at that time I was like, I don't know, you know? Right. And yeah. so I, for me, it was like, I had to like, ex- I, not explore, but I just had to like figure out what it is that I wanted. You know, he would ask me mm-hmm. all the time and I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then I became very closed off and like very uncomfortable about it. So we, this again, a whole nother conversation for another time, but <laughs> the whole beginning of our relationship and our marriage was so rocky in terms of sex because I just never felt like comfortable enough with myself. And I have that past like shame, um, mm-hmm. definitely stemming from church and religion. And again, like not that that's a bad thing at all. Like you can definitely be religious and, you know, believe mm-hmm. in God and still have really awesome sex. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Totally. But I think when you grow up that way and you grow up in, you know, re- with religion, I mean, we didn't go to church every Sunday growing up. Like I was confirmed. I went to, you know, mm-hmm. I went to church, like all of that. And so I think that like a lot of times growing up, it's one way or the other and, and not a lot of like growing, not a lot of families growing up, like have a good, healthy mix of like, you know, spirituality slash religion and being open about sex. And so right. I feel like going forward, our generation is a little bit more willing and like open to blending those two together. And again, mm-hmm. like we said before, if we're offending anyone, you know, we're sorry, but that's, <laughs> it's sorry, not, not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These are like our beliefs and how we feel. And so, um, I'm trying to think of where I was trying to go with that, but I just had a lot of like shame and mm-hmm. it was really difficult for me to open up and talk about it. And for me, I was best talking about it over text. So like that, okay. some, some people might be like, Oh, like what you just like texted about it. Or like, that's, you know, girl a pair, talk about it in person. And it was like, yeah, but I needed a place to start, you know, yeah. and thank goodness we have technology where you can do that. And so for me, it was more so like, sending a quick text and saying, Hey, I want to talk about this later, kind of setting the stage or sending a quick text and starting a conversation via text that way, talking about, you know, certain things or asking questions Mm -hmm. or finding out like what he liked or I liked and things like that. And then slowly over time, after kind of opening that door that way, I was then able to, like I said, say, Hey, I want to talk about this later. And then we were able, he knew I wanted to talk about it. So then when he would bring it up, it wasn't like I was just completely like, where did this come out of left field? Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think sometimes when that happens too, people feel attacked. Like they're like, oh, I'm not doing it, doing it good enough. And I think that's key of why you said, take it out of the bedroom. Mm Because if you bring it up in the bedroom, especially like while you're, fooling around, it can feel like a personal attack. Like you're not liking what I'm doing right now. And you're trying to tell me how to do it better. Exactly. And that's a whole nother fight in itself. That's going to happen. Yep. Totally. Totally. And then it's like feelings get hurt when they're, and and it's unintentional, you know, we never Mm -hmm. intentionally hurt someone's feelings. And if you do, then just you're You're an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) But we never intentionally try to hurt people's feelings, especially your partner, someone that you, you know, obviously care about. And so yeah, it's definitely like, that's my biggest advice, I think, is just taking it out of the bedroom and not having those conversations when you're vulnerable already. Um, and just like kind of prefacing it with, hey, I want to talk about this. Um, and yeah, it can be super unsexy to be like, let's schedule a time to talk about <laughs> sex. But realistically, like, you know, then that gives you time to like, think yeah. about what do I want to talk about? Gives you time to gather your thoughts and, um, 
you know, to, to just be able to have the conversations that you want to have and talk about the things that you want to talk about in a, like a, a non, non-judgmental space, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. It kind of lets you prepare and like, you can also think about how to word things without offending them or hurting their feelings because that is another portion of it. Like we said, like it's very personal, it's very vulnerable. And if you just go in there with like, this is what I want and you know, you have to kind of gently talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of tread the water, you know, Mm -hmm. not tread the water, test the water, see, (laughs) you know, kind of dip your toes in a little bit, see how it's received. And then, you know, kind of read the situation and go from there. I mean, you should never feel bad about, expressing concerns or talking about anything that you want to talk about. But, you know, Mm -hmm. if it is definitely something that's new and different, like you, you know, again, like I said, that quick text or something can, can give your, your partner the option or the opportunity, I should say, to, you know, think about it a little bit and gather their head around it before, you know, opening up just the, like you said, it almost kind of feels like an attack. That's like the perfect Mm -hmm. way to explain that actually. I love that. Thanks. Well, um, the other thing I was going to say is also, um, give positive feedback too. don't let it just be like, a, you know, I really, I think you should do this, or I'd really like it if you did do this, go in with a positive first, be like, Hey, I really like when you do this. Can we maybe add this to it? You know, build up their confidence because men are insecure as well. And, you know, sex, if you're saying like, it can, I feel like it can be a challenge on their manhood which could make them feel upset or uncomfortable or angry or frustrated. So give them that positive feedback as well. Tell them what you like that they do. Tell them that you think they're sexy. Like men like to hear that stuff too. Totally. They totally do. And I think that that's, that's something that I feel like I, I don't want to say had forgotten for a little while in there, but they're definitely, you know, you get that newness of your relationship, right? Where things are Mm -hmm. like, new and fresh and it's that honeymoon stage and everything's amazing and you're all over each other, you know, and then like kind of got like go through maybe a little bit of a lull. And I think there were times that like, I totally, I know, I know there were times that I totally took Jesse for granted in terms of that and like, didn't Mm -hmm. give him, you know, us as women, we like to receive compliments, right? You want your husband or your, or your, or your wife or your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whoever it is that you're, you're with, you want them to give you compliments and you want to feel good about yourself. And so it's like, put yourself in their shoes. If they're constantly dishing out compliments or constantly, you know, telling you that like, that feels so good. And they like, when you do that, you know, like they need to hear that too. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like it can be very like emasculating to, to a guy. And I know like, obviously Right now in in the world, people are getting very much away from like identifying as genders and gender roles and things like that. And like that is totally fine and dandy if that's your cup of tea. But I am very much like a believer in like I know you are too in terms of masculine and feminine energies. And Mm -hmm. I think that there's something so powerful about that, that like a man taking on those masculine roles and a female taking on those feminine roles. And it's such like a beautiful combination of the two um, together. And like, even if you are in like a same sex relationship, you still, you know, need someone to take on the masculine roles and someone to take on the feminine roles for things to like flow accordingly. I mean, I've never been in a, you know, lesbian relationship, so I can't necessarily say, you know, speak to that. But but there's still that balance, you know, that's going to be there of 
one day you're the more masculine, one day they're the more masculine, you know, it's going to ebb and flow kind of through that. But I agree, like we need to allow those energies to just be there. And like, that's one thing that really attracted me to JJ was the fact that he was such a like dominant masculine energy that he just kind of took control. And like, that's what I needed because I didn't have the confidence to do that. Yeah, I do. And there's some days where I'm like, this is what I want, you know, do this. And there are some days where that happens. But that was one thing I really appreciated was the fact that he did take control and like, just kind of, you know, was the man. That's what I really liked. Yeah. And like you said, you know, there are times it's not that you can't reverse the roles because you absolutely can. Like there's plenty of, there's plenty of, you know, couples out there where the women, the woman is the dominant one and the guy is Mm -hmm. the submissive one in terms of like in the bedroom or like there's times where like, you know, I, I just being a business owner, being a mom, being working full time, like a lot of things on my plate, I am in control and I have a lot of like, I'm go, 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 very masculine all the time in like my, mm-hmm. in that section of my life. And so there's a lot of times where I'm like, I just want you to take control and I want you just to do it and tell me what to do because I don't want to think anymore. I don't want to, I just want to like surrender right. and, and like be submissive to this process and to this experience with you. But then there's times where I'm like, no, I want the control. <laughs> I want to be like, you know what I mean? And so exactly. it's not, yeah. I guess I'm not trying to say like men have to be masculine, women have to be feminine. No, but like when you, some, one person has to take on one role and the other person has to take on the other role. Like when you're right. super, when you're both super masculine together, it doesn't work. It's like a, the opposite or the, um, the same sides of a magnet pushing against mm-hmm. each other, you know? Exactly. So yeah. The man is going to take on more of the feminine role, like in that sense, you know, being like the receiver or the, um, you know, or, or, or submissive. Right. And the woman takes right. on more of the control and the dominance. Like it doesn't right. matter. But someone has to take on like each of those roles. And let's totally, we're getting way, way off, <laughs> way off in left field here. But I think it's all like, it's all just good stuff to think about. And it's all very, like, it's all connected, you know? It is. It is. And I think as women, sometimes we're scared to take that more dominant role because we don't want to demasculate them. Yeah. But I think sometimes they want that. Like, there's sometimes where, I am just like really in that masculine power and I'm like, all right, JJ, like lay down. I'm going to take care of you. Don't you worry about anything, you know? And that I think they can appreciate that because they're like, okay, she's going to give me exactly what I want. And then other times where they're like, no, I want to give you exactly what you want. And I think it's okay to flip flop, you know, and go back and forth. You just have to like, I think it takes time to like understand your partner and like, read them and, and things like that. But I think confidence is key in order to be able to do both. 100%. Relax and be like, all right, they're going to take care of me. This is going to be great. Or take that, that dominant, more masculine side and be like, I'm going to make you feel amazing. Yeah. Well, and like, okay, let me just ask you this because whenever, you know, obviously there, like I said, there are plenty of times where I just prefer to be like the submissive one and take on more of that non-dominant role. And then there Mm -hmm. are times where like, I'm like, I want to take control and I want to like make you feel amazing. And doesn't that just make you feel like a fucking queen when you do that? Like you feel so like empowered and you feel so like I can just take on the world, you know? Exactly. (laughs) There's times where I joke with JJ where afterwards I'm like, I deserve a gold star for that one. (laughs) And that's like a joke we have with each other. I like, I'll say that if I'm like, damn, I did a good job, didn't I? 
you know? And it is the best feeling ever. Like, cause you're like, this sounds horrible, but being like, I can make you weak basically is like what comes to my head. I have that power to like make you feel the best you've ever felt. And that's a cool fucking feeling to have. It is. There's something to be said about having someone be so vulnerable and trust you so much. And Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I think that's also where you, where that, like that connection comes from too. Like it can be so scary to be vulnerable in front of someone and it can be so scary to open up and be confident and share what it is that you want to share and talk about what you want to talk about and try things you want to try and wherever you are on the spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. But like just knowing that like your end goal is to make your relationship better, to make your like to make sex better for you. Like I think and that's I think that's everyone's common goal, right? Like the partner isn't going to be like, no, I don't want to talk about that because I don't want to have better sex. I don't want to have a better relationship. Like what? If they do, then they have a lot of other issues and you maybe don't want to be with them. But yeah. Sorry, but it's true. Like you have to, the whole point of life is to like grow and get better and become the best version of yourself. And, you know, things will constantly be changing. But if you're with someone, this is a whole another thing, but if you're with someone that's not wanting to grow with you and change and improve, they may not be the best fit for you because they're going to be holding you back, even in the bedroom. So that's a whole nother little topic. I just took a note actually that I was like, we need to talk about growing and changing (laughs) within your relationship. Awesome. (laughs) All right, guys, future podcast episode. I think we have a lot of future podcast episodes just from this one alone. Like I feel like we've kind of just tipped the, uh, it's like the tip of the iceberg and there's so much more underneath that we can expand into. So I think, um, I think we'd love to hear some feedback from you guys on this one. It was a little bit of a yeah. longer episode, but we we just wanted to be able to just to talk and share a little bit about our feelings and thoughts on this topic and kind of get your guys' feel on it about it as well. So we'd love feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, please reach out to us on Instagram and Facebook. Let us know what you thought about this episode and what topics really maybe resonated with you. Um, yeah, we want to get more specific in the whole category of sex. So if there's something you want us to talk about, like we'll talk about porn, we'll talk about anal, we'll talk about whatever you want. Bring it up, let us know, and we'll talk about it. Like exactly, exactly. So yes, oh my gosh, this has been so amazing. I like <laughs> this one. So it's Saturday right now, you guys, a Memorial Weekend, and this episode I think we'll we'll release this one on Monday. So like it, yeah. it will come out so soon, and I'm so pumped to release yeah. this episode. Not gonna lie, there's a little bit of nerves behind there because again, <laughs> like we all have our stuff, you know. And like I told Lisa mm-hmm. before we jumped on, like I'm super comfortable talking about sex with Jesse. I'm super comfortable talking about sex with Lisa and some of my close girlfriends, but like being opening up that door to like the world is a little bit scary. Like I feel a little vulnerable, but at the same time, I know that this is something that I'm very passionate about as Lisa is too. And like, we just, we want to be able to help women in all areas of life in terms of confidence. And, and this is a big one because I talk a lot mm-hmm. with women about their goals. And I know Lisa does too, like her, her personal training clients that came up to her and were like, Hey, I want to talk about this, you know? And like, that's amazing that they felt that they could trust Lisa and talk to her about that. But we want everyone to have that person or those people that they can talk to. 
And, you know, a lot of times when we chat with women about their goals, they're like, oh, yeah, I want to lose weight. And it's like, okay, well, why do you want to lose weight? And a lot of times it comes down to because I want to feel confident or I want to feel confident in the bedroom. I want to be able to be sexy for my husband. Like those are the wants and needs of so many women that we talk to. And so this is a huge you know, reason why we want to um, open up this this space for for us to talk about this and hopefully help, mm-hmm. you know, you start to feel com- uh, comfortable and confident with it as well. Exactly. But I think that's it for today, guys. Um, we Like we said, we've got so many more episodes coming on this topic. Um, today was really fun. It was cool just kind of chatting and just letting it flow and, you know, talking about whatever came up. So, Um, That's going to be the end of this one. And our next podcast will obviously be up next Monday. So every Monday morning, we will post a podcast. Leave us a review. Give us five stars if you liked it. And always feel free to reach out to us on social media if you have an idea or want to talk about anything with us. Thank you guys so much for being here today. And we will see you next Monday. Bye, guys. Bye.